Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Joe Biden is reassuring the Democrats. Hey, listen, I took a meeting with those Republicans. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. They came over to the home, I, I mean, to the White House, and they and and they brought me puddings. I mean, I had pudding. I mean, I like pudding. I mean, we talked about the COVID uh, uh, funding and, and, and the stimulus. And, you know, I told them I'm putting $190 bajillion, $190, $1.9 trillion into this. And they, want, they wanted to come to me and said $600 billion. And I said, come on, fat. That was a pretty good Joe Biden impression, if you ask me. Biden is reassuring the Democrats that uh, the Republicans just don't have it together. It was a cordial meeting. But uh, we're not going to be compromising. The idea that we're going out and compromise and go from uh, a trillion nine to six hundred billion is just not in the cards. Well, the Republicans had to know this, right? The Republicans had to know that when they went forth with this deal, this was a a, a non-starter. As we discussed, this was a negotiation. You got to have a starting point, right? And really, the question is, what is it that you're negotiating? Maybe you're negotiating the idea that you shouldn't be spending $300 billion to bail out states and cities. That the pension issues of Illinois should stay in Illinois. When, when Mitch Daniels was governor of Indiana, they used to put up billboards in, in the state of Illinois that said, Illinois yet? To try and get people and businesses to move to Indiana. I always thought that was really good. Illinois uh, was, is, is good uh, for two things. A driving through to get to Missouri. And then, of course, a place for Indiana Democrats to escape to when they don't want to have to vote which is another great story of the political world uh, when uh, the Democrats of Indiana didn't want to have a quorum, right? They didn't want to be able to uh, allow a vote to take place. They literally left the state. This happened in Wisconsin too, all right? They, they left the state and, and they went over to, to, uh, to Illinois. And I don't, I don't know, they went to like a, like a water park or, or I don't know, they all sat in a you know half-cleaned uh, hot tub and just were like, okay, what do we do now? I mean, that's just nuts. Did I introduce myself, Tony Katz? Tony Katz today? 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. Republicans aren't running away. They're like, hey, we got we to gotta put together a, 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 a deal here that makes sense. But that is not what the Democrats are interested in. It's clear and obvious that that's not what they're interested in. Who's proving that? Chuck Schumer. Joe Biden is totally on board with using reconciliation. I've been talking to him every day. Our staffs have been talking multiple times a day. And uh, I believe that we will pass the resolution this afternoon. On board with reconciliation. That's budget reconciliation, guys. Now, in budget reconciliation, this is a way of doing away with the filibuster. You can do it for tax things, spending uh, things right, and get a quick and easy and simple vote. No filibuster, and you only need 51. Or 50 and Kamala Harris, the vice president, as a tiebreaker. So they can do this. The House isn't going to question $1.9 trillion. If Joe Biden's plan was $43 trillion and 
every third person gets hit in the face with a fish, Nancy Pelosi would say, this bill has it all together, and thank goodness Joe Biden is here to save us. It wouldn't matter what it said. She's just going to pass it. You think she read it? You really think she read it? Come now. Come now. It is hard to read when you're eating all that ice cream. But we should take a look at what happens when people of an ideological sort, as opposed to a people based in economic reality, start getting what it is that they want. Now, I will say to you that I don't think Republicans are always in an economic reality. I think Republicans have done an absolute terrible job, an absolute terrible job in understanding or reminding people uh, what it is that it means to be fiscally responsible. Being fiscally responsible means you don't just spend for the sake of spending. means that you can't just spend because you want to. It's a recognition that the bill comes due. This is where we should be. This is what matters. That we forget this, that we somehow don't pay attention to this, madness, if you ask me. Horrific. And let me say, it was horrific for four years of Donald Trump because he did not care about spending whatsoever. And neither did Barack Obama, and neither did George Bush, and neither did Bill Clinton, and this is a recording. We never seem to care about spending. The bill comes due. We just spent $900 billion on COVID relief. Why do we need another $1.9 trillion? Trillion dollars. When we saw the $900 billion go through, and then we saw foreign aid going to aid going to foreign countries, people rightfully said, what the hell, man? That's when President Trump said, we need $2,000 checks. And what is this, right? A populist, he was trying to play the game. I don't think he realized that we knew that it was his teams that were working to negotiate this. It was a very hard sell even for him. But we do not do enough to say we, the bill comes due. Our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren are all going to pay this. This is not safe for the nation. Well, let's take it to a more localized level and see the effect of, of not just spending, but the idea of forced spending. So one of the things in this bill is the idea of raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour. This idea of a living wage. There's no such thing as a living wage. It's a myth. The living wage is not real. Anybody who says otherwise is lying. There is no economist on planet Earth who could take me on on this subject and be victorious. Not a one. And by the way, it's not because I'm special. It's because, well, I had just simply had the facts and, and rationality on my side, just like you would. Let's prove it. In Long Beach, California, the city passed an ordinance for hero pay. What is hero pay? It would require companies with over 300 employees nationwide to pay employees an extra $4 an hour. 
And this is because you've had all those people who have been, you know, working in, in supermarkets and other places. And yes, working hard and, and, and keeping the shelves stocked, they deserve to be taken care of. And so the city of Long Beach said to uh, Kroger, which is, you know, owns Ralph's, Food for Less, and a couple other supermarket companies, uh, you have to do this. W well, we can't do this. Well, you don't have a choice. We're going to pass an ordinance. Okay. So the city of Long Beach passes an ordinance and Kroger closed two supermarkets. And that's how the bill comes due. That's what happens when you raise the minimum wage because the minimum wage isn't actually helpful. It's a lie. As a result of the city of Long Beach's decision to pass an ordinance mandating extra pay for grocery workers, we have made the difficult decision to permanently close long struggling store locations in Long Beach. This misguided action by the Long Beach City Council oversteps the traditional bargaining process and applies to some, but not all, grocery workers in the city. This is what they did to help. The city knew they were good and decent and kind, and they could force other people via the barrel of a gun. Remember, if they were real criminals, they would do it via the barrel of a gun. But they're cowards, so they did it via legislation. And look how good and decent we are. It cost them nothing. They put it all on Kroger. Kroger said, we can't survive. They closed two stores. And now you know what they could say? What terrible partners they are in creating a better city. I can't believe they did that to you. The bill comes due. Reality can't be changed. And no matter what Democrats say, they can't actually change it. The spending will come due. People do need help. You shut down their business, you got to help them. But holy hell. $1.9 trillion and no end in sight. We got ourselves a serious, serious issue. And Democrats seem more than happy to say, eh, that's okay. We'll get it done without Republicans. We don't need those people know how. I'm Tony Katz. Are you telling me my audio doesn't work? Oh, that's a killer. It was Pete Buttigieg getting confirmed as transportation secretary. And I saw a post from a, a site. Here are the Republicans that voted for Pete Buttigieg. Who wasn't going to vote to confirm him? There are fights that you take on and fights that you don't. And this was not a fight to take on. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. There was no fight. Look, he's not an expert on transportation. But if we were to say we, we're, we're, we're only going to confirm people who were experts, well, then nobody's getting confirmed anywhere i mean that's just the way it is pete Buttigieg, former mayor of south bend indiana uh it took me all of a week to realize this is a pretty smarmy cat the way he utilized religion against mike pence 
somehow Mike Pence was, was the great evil, not a real Christian, but he was because his faith was, I don't know, what, kinder, gentler? Kinder and gentler while you're saying that Mike Pence isn't a real Christian? How could you hang around with that porn star president? Maybe, you know, you want to help the sinner as opposed to just, you know, throwing stones. I know I'm mixing up all my biblical things here. Somebody will excoriate me, you know, and then forgive me. See how that works? That's pretty awesome. But it, 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 it struck me as problematic and true to what I have seen as Pete Buttigieg's character that as media after media and person after person comes out to say, congratulations, Pete Buttigieg, the first openly gay cabinet member, that it has been this unwillingness to recognize Richard Grinnell, the acting director of national intelligence under President Trump. Now, some places, they decided to get around this by saying the first openly gay cabinet member confirmed by the Senate. Right? That's what they got into. But they were just engaging in a further wordplay. The why is important. Right? It must, it must be something to be upset by the fact that President Trump had a gay cabinet member in Richard Grinnell. Confirmed or not confirmed, you take that little distinction and you go by the wayside. Why is it uh, that gay liberals are shunning a gay man? And why is it that Pete Buttigieg hasn't been one to stand up for other gay men and say, don't forget Richard Grinnell. We may disagree on a hundred things, but he was there and good on him. And he shouldn't be thrown back into the closet because of his politics. But that's not where Pete Buttigieg is. Maybe he'll get there. Maybe he'll learn decency. Maybe all that scripture he read will finally just kick in. And he'll say, hey, maybe you should be good to people. And hey, maybe abortion is bad. You never know. But I'm supposed to somehow look at Pete Buttigieg as this, as this great leader and this, this decent man. What's decent about watching another gay man get forgotten about and erased from history. Why am I standing up for the gay men? Well, because I stand up for the very idea that you're allowed to be more than one thing. We have discussed many times that if you're black and conservative, you're not really black. Now that according to the political left. If you're Jewish and conservative, you're not really conservative. If you're a woman and conservative, you're not really a woman. If you're gay and conservative, you're not really gay. They do this time and time and time again, calling you a traitor. Now, I'm not gay, but I've been called a traitor because I was supportive of Trump policies as if somehow I'm a traitor to Judaism. Guy moves an embassy, recognizes Jerusalem as the capital, engages the Abraham Accords. You know what? I consider those things victories. Yeah, yeah, he told some jokes to the Republican Jewish coalition and he shouldn't have told. And someone should tell him. I'll gladly tell him, hey, here's why those jokes really fall flat. Here's the problem. Right? He didn't say to me uh, that, that people in Congress support Israel because they're getting paid off by the Jews. That was Ilhan Omar, another subject that I'll get to. But here you have Richard Grinnell. 
He exists. He's real. It doesn't matter how many leftist blogs or websites or media folk want to pretend that that man doesn't exist. He exists. And he happens to be gay. And you know what the political right said? Are you any good? Because they didn't care. This whole conversation that the political right only cares and, and hates this group and hates this group, it's a lie and we all know it. You want to see hate? Watch how the political left erases him from history because he may be gay, but he's not the right kind of gay. You know, you know what I mean by the right kind of gay, right? I mean, you gotta be the the like 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 good gay. You know what I mean? Good gay. You know the the right gay, political left gay. You you can't be political right gay. You can't be political right and gay. Oh no 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 no. That's what they're saying. Laying it out as clear as day in this undeniable fashion. And now I'm supposed to believe that Pete Buttigieg is a good guy. That he's a leader. He can be. He can be a leader by saying, hey, I see you, uh, Rick Grinnell. By the way, Grinnell put out a tweet congratulating Pete Buttigieg on being the second gay cabinet member in history. <laughs> Welcome to the club. That's good. That's really, really good. And what do we have from Pete Buttigieg? I'm hoping something comes out. I really do. I am hoping that he actually lives up to what he espouses about the very idea of decency. Now, as for the work he can do as transportation secretary, uh, I don't know. I don't know, he uh, has gotten the talking points along with the rest that the thing to talk about is good-paying union jobs. Everything has to be discussed and described in the guise of good-paying union jobs. You don't believe me? Do you remember Gina McCarthy? The climate advisor? The very solutions that we need to deploy to fix climate change are going to be the solutions that we need to grow our economy again. We're talking about good jobs, good paying union jobs. The union job worship is going to be through the roof. We said this, I wrote about this, we said this, and now it's coming true. All those people who lost their jobs in the Keystone XL pipeline, don't you worry. We're going to get you some good-paying union jobs. All those people who aren't able to work on landmines in West Virginia. Sorry, sorry, I was channeling my inner Kamala Harris. In the mines, the, the, the former mines, the mines land, they're in West Virginia. They're going to get themselves some good-paying union jobs. This union worship is going to be dangerous stuff. In the meantime, keep your eyes open for decency from Pete Buttigieg. I, got, I have faith that he can do it. Well, I don't have any history that he can do it, but I've got faith. Don't erase Rick Grinnell from history. It's a pretty disgusting thing to do to a gay man. I'm Tony Counts. I know it breaks your heart. Move to the city in a broke town car. Four years, no problem. Now you're looking pretty in a hotel bar. So it's a full-on push 
to get Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene off of committees. I mean, it's it's just full-on aggressive, almost crazy. Maybe almost as crazy as Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Oh, calm down. I'm allowed to note, like you're allowed to note, that she is a little bit off. She has said some things that are a little bit ridiculous. She has said some things that I don't approve of. She has said some things that are just nuts. And she won't be the last. Look, if you want to say that the Rothschilds are funding a program, and the next thing you know, there are lasers shooting energy from space, you can... But people are going to see the word Rothschilds and assume that you're an anti-Semite and you're going to be giving them some firepower. (laughs) See that? Lasers, firepower, I slay me. If you say to me we have to pass the bill so you can find out what is in it, that's close or if not on par to equally crazy. You can choose your crazy. You don't have to defend anybody else is crazy nothing is necessary in this if you want to say to me that marjorie taylor green is some kind of freedom fighter you're more than welcome to as i have said there will be things she votes for that i absolutely approve of it doesn't mean i approve of her some people have noted you mean they want to go after Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republicans want to go after Marjorie Taylor Greene, or, and, and they also want to go after Liz Cheney as if they're equal. Well, no, they're, they're very different things. In the case of Liz Cheney, uh, she's in leadership, and she voted for impeachment, and was that actually a leadership thing to do? It's a conversation. Marjorie Taylor Greene seems to be trying to make a name for herself and has a video of herself chasing down David Hogg when David Hogg was a kid, one of the high-profile Parkland students. Let me say now, David Hogg is, is at Harvard and a fool and was only in Harvard because he fit the criteria of being woke, not because he has the intellect. I don't yet know the name of the Asian girl that he bumped out of Harvard so he could have a place. But guaranteed... That girl is out there, probably at Yale. But this push to get her out, oh, she's got to be removed from her committee assignments, and she has to be, she has to be expelled. This is a weird thing. It's a weird push. As if Democrats have any right to ask for any of this. Yes, true, there have been Republicans like Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Or is it now just Mitch McConnell? Cocaine Mitch, much better, who have said things about her in her conspiracy theories, and I don't mind that he does so. But Democrats are demanding her out? Now we have Republicans demanding that Ilhan Omar be removed from committees, and they're absolutely right. This is 150% a fight fire with fire conversation. You cannot claim a moral authority by saying Marjorie Green is just off her rocker. When you have a member of Congress who said that people who support Israel are paid off by the Jews and who has talked about Israel hypnotizing the world, this anti-Semite who also may have lied about her own family and marital status in order to gain status in the United States, 
I'm not saying she did. I'm saying that the reporting that has been done in Minnesota should have led and should still lead to an investigation. How about the fact that she's a homewrecker? And how about the fact that the new husband uh, that she married, she has funneled millions of dollars through his consulting firm for her campaign? We should also look at people like Representative Maxine Waters, who has paid a million dollars to her daughter. A million dollars. So now Republicans are looking to get Omar removed from committee assignments because uh, Democrats are trying to get Green removed from committee assignments. This is the proper fight. This is a Trump vestige. A good one, as I see it. It is easy. It is understandable that you would want to say, Marjorie Green, you're killing us. You are absolutely positively killing us with your insanity. Cut it out. I'd say it to her. Not, not even be shy about it. Not even be shy about it. And when she tries to move subjects, oh, you think the election this? Oh, you think Trump that? Ladies, settle. Settle yourself down. Right? This is about the Rothschilds and lasers. This is about following David Hogg. You were just wrong. David Hogg's a bad dude, but at the time he was a kid being abused by his parents, and that's what you should have been talking about. Following him, asking him, how does he get these meetings? How do you think he got these meetings? Members of, 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 of Congress wanted to meet with David Hogg so they could look woke, and he went along with it because, wow, what a rush. Look how important I am. Blah, blah, blah. You know the answer. You're going to yell at a kid? Sorry, I think that makes you crazy. But Ilhan Omar isn't off the hook. She's just a bigot. And the last time I heard about a bigot was Congressman Steve King from Iowa, former congressman, and he had all his committee assignments removed. So if we're going to start removing assignments, the crazy people and the bigots don't get assignments, hot diggity. Finally, we can find something we agree with. This is Republicans fighting. Got to admit, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm Tony Katz. So Jeff Bezos is stepping down as CEO of Amazon. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Uh, you know, we are there on Twitter at Tony Katz. You can find us. It's just I, I, I rarely use it because it's Twitter. And I should I should really be more clear. I, I do see you. I do hear you. Uh, I do sometimes respond. I just have so clearly gotten into blocking crazy people it has really i mean i i just i don't go much and when i do it's blocking the crazy people so sometimes i might miss something and i apologize and of course tonycats.com what is bezos going to do i have no idea i have no idea what his plan is for the future we haven't talked is his plan to get political is his plan to get activist is his plan to say i have got a hundred billion dollars plus and i don't have to do nothing I don't even want responsibility anymore. I'm going to be executive chairman. I'm going to show up to a meeting every quarter. I'm going to go, hmm, yes, interesting. Oh, the check's cleared. Got to go. And that's it. That's the everything. That, 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 uh, that could be it. I don't know what his plan is. I'd be curious to know if he had one.
It's like when he when he bought the Washington Post. What was the what was the plan? The plan was to be uh, an anti-Trump screed. No, I can't can't be it. The plan was to have actual no actually have no journalistic integrity. I can't be it. Can't be can't be it at, at all. The plan when you when you um, bought the uh, uh, Whole Foods uh, was to uh, to what make sure that we all had kale. No, I can't. You can't be it. You lowered prices. You didn't raise prices. I don't know what your plan is now. Curious to find out, though, how this all plays out. Now, speaking of playing out, you got to accept the fact that mistakes are mistakes regardless of the party it comes from. And if anything ever drove me crazy, it was... It was the uh, self-inflicted wounds of President Trump which we compare very often to the mixed martial arts and the idea of the leg kick. The leg kick, uh, you, you're there and, you, and you're in your fighting stance and you got, see, let's say you're, you're, you're righty until your left leg's forward, right? And then they, uh, with uh, their either their left leg, uh, they, your opponent's kicking the interior of the leg or usually with the right, it's coming around uh, with that side kick and hitting you in, in the thigh. And of course, you lift a little bit to block it. You've been well-trained. You understand what you have to do. Kind of lean into the thing a, a little bit. And you can handle that. Oh, man, does it hurt? But you can handle it. It's never one leg kick that does in your opponent. It is the accumulation of leg kicks. Don't believe me? Ask Conor McGregor. It doesn't matter how great of a fighter you are. And Conor McGregor is freaking great. But if you take enough leg kicks, you cannot stand. You cannot get your positioning. You cannot center that body weight. You cannot engage the torque necessary in the hips to properly throw the punch. The difference between the punch you throw with just your arm and the punch you throw with your body is the difference between winning a fight and being a guy who's getting his butt kicked. If Conor McGregor cannot withstand an onslaught of leg kicks, that's all you need to know. Self-inflicted wounds, I think, were the worst thing that happened to President Trump. I compared them to leg kicks. Over time, it created an issue, specifically after the election, for sure. The Democrats are not immune to such things. They will try to say that they are immune to such things. They've got a media apparatchik that's willing to erase parts of history, I mean, as, as we discussed, look at what they did and what they're doing to, to Richard Grinnell, deleting him from history. But then there was this question that Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, was asked about Space Force. Soon. asked whether the president has made a decision on keeping or keeping the scope of Space Force. Wow, Space Force. It's, it's the plane of today. Um... I'm sorry, what? Are you mocking Space Force? Wow, Space Force. It's, it's the plane of today. Um, it is an interesting question. Um, I am happy to check with our Space Force point of contact. I'm not sure who that is. I will find out and see if we have any update on that soon. She's making fun of Space Force. I get that uneducated people 
think that this is a joke. Space is not a joke. Being able to understand how to deal with, with the militarization of space is extremely important. You laugh about this? China sent a probe to the dark side of the moon. Do you remember that headline? It was, it was a year ago. It's a year and a half ago. Do you really think that's the story? China sent a probe to the dark side of the moon because what they want to be able to do is get to the poles. And then what they want to do is to be able to engage what I will call for the sake of this conversation colonization. Now, I'm not talking about people living on the moon in terms of families and things like that. I'm talking about being able to have a base on the moon that is manned by human beings. Two things happen when you're able to do that. Number one, launching to Mars from the moon is a lot closer than launching from Earth. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you need to get your rulers and kind of figure it out for yourselves? The moon is closer. I'm sorry to have to sound like Brian Regan when I do that. The moon is closer than the Earth. You're gonna get there faster. It's like stopping at a Motel 6. Continental breakfast pretty yummy on the moon. By the way, I don't know if he does that routine, but send him that. Tell him I wrote that. I want credit, damn it. That is perfect, Brian Regan. The big yellow one's the sun. Oh, kills me, that guy. Here's an interview I'd enjoy doing. I'd enjoy doing a Regan interview. So that's first. Second, if you are able to have some level of manpower on the moon, well, then you could easily, more easily weaponize space and certainly target adversaries. Why, why is this shocking to anybody? There's no level of surprise here. No shock, no anything. This is what China is doing. Anyone who thinks otherwise is deluded, is an ignorant, ignorant, ignorant fool. Wow, Space Force. It's, it's the plane of today. Um, um good, good answer. Liked it. Whoo. Yeah, that's a hit she should take. Because I, I mean, that's just punching the military in the face. I don't care if they put a show about it on, what is it, on Netflix? Yeah, it's with, not even funny. With Steve Carell? Carell should never have done the show. All right, it's a good paycheck. Come on, man, you're Steve freaking Carell. You could be choosy. Space Force? I, you you want to call it something else? Go, go ahead. It's real, and it's important. And the people who don't see it have no vision. They have no vision they cannot see the future they can only laugh at it how could you see a world where you may have to take on china in this regard in a conversation about domination you're too busy worried about whether or not schools are using anagrams right what what are the things when uh, you uh, take initials and you and, and, and you, you know, you, 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 it means something else. That's not, it's, it's, that's not an anagram, is it? Like uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI. What is that called? 
Well, in San Francisco, I was just talking about this on Newsmax. I'm forgetting that the, the, the thing, someone's going to tell me on social media. They're going to tell me any second. Right? You, they, they, they are banning those things because those things, if you were to say Federal Bureau of Investigation, call it FBI, or you've got a, a program and you give it initials, well, that's just an example of white supremacy. Initials are an example of white supremacy. Ain't that something? This is what they're focused on. This is what acronyms, I said anagrams, acronyms, good Lord, Tony, get with it. Acronyms are are tied to white supremacy? Good Lord. No wonder we can't defeat the Chinese. We're worried about acronyms. Thank you, Positive Parker, on Twitter and the email from Darren helping me out here. But they laugh. No, no, you you focus on acronyms in schools. I feel really bad for AOC. Never mind the families of JFK and FDR and LBJ. Don't even get me started on RBG. That's thoughts and prayers. I'm Tony Katz.